0: I'm Jessica and this is Homecoming, finding yourself in life's little moments. So dear friends, I'm sitting at the piano on a cloudless morning here in the south. Eastern coast of New South Wales, Australia. And I've been thinking a lot about the state of the world and about the state of my heart and about my own experiences and what is happening now to us, dear friends, as we navigate what I think, and some people are saying it, and I do agree with them, that this is a monumental. juncture, turning point, crux, (laughs) in the history of this earth. And last night, you know, I was online, and I was listening to a man named Greg Braden. And what was interesting about him, dear friends, and some people are saying this now, is that we are now going through a shift of epic proportion. And the only way that we can begin to understand this, dear friends, you see, there are a few things that will help us navigate this, like north stars in our consciousness and in our perspective and for me in my own personal philosophy of life. Because I feel like I have to understand, you know, the best possible way the truest way, the thing that rings true, most true in my being, in my soul, in my heart, about what it is that I experience both personally and, you could say, collectively. My dad always called me a think-bigger, and you know, dear friends, I say sometimes that I blame that (laughs) in a sweet way on my parents because they were both visionary. dad who wrote his 1300 page PhD dissertation on a man named Thomas Davidson, a Scottish American philosopher who was trying to envisage himself a world where minds can come together formulate and create and meld and mesh and collaborate and become colleagues. The formation of a new and grand utopia. What's a utopia? A utopia is a beautiful world. It's like the Garden of Eden, you know, where things exist in this beautiful harmony where all the realms of being, all the creatures of the planet and us here as humans are in harmony like these notes. This song always comes to me, you know, Dear Friends, Amazing Grace. I don't know. There's something about it. There's something about it, I think, because of the way it was born. It was born out of the awakened consciousness of a man back in England in the late 1700s, John Newton, who suddenly realized in a moment of horrific reckoning that his life and role as a slave ship captain was causing the suffering of untold numbers of human beings in the worst possible way, you know. So I think that's part of why this always comes to me. It was born of that reckoning, and I feel like now, you know, we are being called on this earth, dear friends, to reckon with good and evil, with good, to reckon with our nature. And whatever you think about that sort of dreamtime story of the Garden of Eden, you know, that place that was held in the cosmic forces of love where harmony reigned on earth. As Joni Mitchell says, we are all trying to get back to the garden. We are caught, she said, in the devil's bargain. And we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. That is the state of affairs, dear friends. In my own life, you know, I see how those forces have worked, tried to work against by bringing beauty to this world, and there is something about seeing oneself in leonine, lion like dimensions, and saying, I will restore myself as I help to restore this earth. So, on the sunny morning here, quiet, no wind, these thoughts come to me because there is something lion like something Edenic (laughs) a vision now that we need to kind of try and become really in any of our own ways agents for it's not really always you could say fashionable to talk about good and evil there are many ways that we are being subdued and i would say really sort of inert, you know what that word means, it means kind of numbed. As Pink Floyd would sing comfortably numb, we have to realize that we are being comfortably numbed. But when I was walking the other day and I was standing overlooking the vast ocean here, the ancient volcanic landscape stretching out before me. There's a little boy who came near me with his family, and he was probably two or three. He was adorable, you know, and he was standing with his beautiful family. Maybe they were from India or Pakistan. There are many people who come to this country, Australia, like myself, from other places. And he was standing there marveling. They were clearly not from around here, the seaside location. They had come from some other place. And they were standing and marveling at the beauty, marveling at the beauty. And I looked down, and he had the most cute little shoes on. You know, his little feet were so adorable and innocent. It was like he held in the guilelessness of his being, the very real and most precious quality of human life, which is innocence. And I think, dear friends, you know my background being Jewish, my family, some of whom didn't survive back then. In World War II, Anything that destroys human beings on this planet, dear friends, in whatever way, who tries to co-opt personally or collectively, politically, whatever it is, anything that tries to co-opt others and destroy, you know, like in that extraordinarily horrific, like those slave ships that John Newton was playing captaining, right, and all those millions of people that perished in those concentration camps, and you see images, right, of thousands of shoes, each of those shoes. Sometimes it's the details, dear friends. Sometimes it's just the details that really get to you. It's like each of those pairs of shoes, each of those shoes, each shoe is held by a human hand and protected a human foot and was worn there, walking their days. Each of those shoes meant and means something, like my standing here next to this little boy and his little shoes there as he gazed in delight on this vast expanse of beauty before me and him and his family. So it's these moments of delight, dear friends, you know, that I think are our savior. It's the beauty that we can perceive in each other and each of us like lions. <laughs> I met a man recently who is a Leo, and I see him working harder than anyone. I think I've ever seen work. He's got the most extraordinary strength and perseverance. And I think of myself, you know, I think of that beautiful image of a lion, lion hearted. It's like we become cosmically lion hearted now in these days. Man, he inspires me. He's touched my heart with his lion like qualities. That strength I feel in myself the way that my own heart has been hurt. So I walk around, dear friends, you know, feeling like I woke up this morning, feeling the trauma that has touched my heart and the feeling that, the question, I guess, how do I heal my heart? And part of it is just by making this recording now and this morning, feeling the vibrations move through my body. Because it's a very tough question. How do we heal this planet? How do we heal? How do I heal my heart? I think the answer somehow comes from the self same thing, the self same source. The questions arising, you know, the answers, the clues, the realities, the perspective. I always feel somehow freed when I feel that I've come upon perspective that I need, the one that makes sense. And there's a lot that doesn't make sense, you know, and I sort of winnow out what it is. And I sort of feel sometimes, you know, kind of agitated and angry. No, that's not the right thing. No, wait a minute. We have to witness ourselves. We have to allow ourselves to be witness to what is, to the horrors that have unfolded over time. We are not like the animal kingdom, I have to say, you know. We, can't, we have come to this earth, and I agree with Greg Braden, we have come to this earth for some grand purpose and with some grand code enmeshed in our very being, in our very DNA. So, you know, I think to myself, what a wonderful world we can create with this awareness to witness like grand presences here on the face of this planet. Whether one believes in God, whatever we have to see ourselves in grand ways, we are cast in the image of God. Well what does that mean? That means that we have vast powers. And the vast power that we have to begin with is to begin to witness who we are at the very center of our souls. Who? What is a human soul? It is an awe-inspiring endeavor and something that is also so simple like what it means to experience awe and wonder, awe and wonder and allow ourselves to be dissolved into that feeling like this music, like these vibrations, like the beauty of a single flower, like my awe looking at that man working. and feeling the feeling that one has. When one feels so captivated by another person or by other people or by an experience like of music. And then like John Newton who wrote these words. Realizing he had to change his life, never being the same again, and then history actually shifting, pivoting on that recognition. Because back in those days in the late 1700s, when so many millions of people were captive, became captive, and transported in the most horrific circumstances, including on his ship. To the West Indies, to the Americas, you know, the slave trade. You see, dear friends, have we really moved beyond those realities? Is our consciousness arising as John Newton's did out of the horrors? To be able to see like he did, oh my God, I have to stop. Amazing. Grace, how sweet sound that saved a girl like me. I want was lost, but now i'm found was blind but now i see through many days And toil, I've come speak for all of us. We have already come. Twas grace that brought us, that brought me here. Us far and grace will lead us back to the garden. So just like Greg Braden said, we have been put on here on this earth for a grand purpose. This is no accident, dear friend. This is no, and this is a radical thought for so many of us, this is no feat of evolution. This is actually a cosmic, I would say battle, a cosmic gift. A cosmic mission, a cosmic charge. We have been charged, all of us as humans, with an incredible mission, if we choose to accept it. And what else is there to do now, dear friends? To wake up from being comfortably numb, to embracing the very heart of who we are. And that is to witness everything around us in full measure. To see what is really going on like John Newton, to witness it and say, We've been here ten thousand years. Bright shining, that's our goal now, as the light, the sun. We've known days to sing life's praise on this earth that when we first begun So anything, dear friends, that dulls our senses, just wake yourself, shake yourself and say, no, we are here on this gorgeous, sacred planet. We have come here with a mission to bring heaven to earth in the most glorious way. It is a monumental task. But any of us who is here alive now, was meant to be here, we are here to realize this, to see things as they are in full-blown reality, and to marvel at what life is, those beautiful tiny little flowers that move in the wind. Those tiny little shoes on those little feet of that sweet little boy with his parents there, gazing out in wonder at the ocean. My hands, my fingers moving on this keyboard. The notes playing, the notes, the sounds of our voices stretching out over the vast expanse. These vibrations mean something, dear friends, our actions, thoughts, feelings, recognitions, to wake up and shake ourselves alive.